When it comes to having a joint replaced, hips and knees are the most common, while ankles, shoulders, elbows, and wrists are also sometimes replaced. So, what's involved in joint replacement? This is Be Well with Skagit Regional Health. I'm Joey Waller. Our guest, Dr. Christopher Shu, orthopedic surgeon at Skagit Regional. Dr. Shu, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Joey. Thanks for having me. So, let's start with the basics. In a nutshell, how do joints work, actually? So each joint's a little bit different. Typically, the most common joints that we do here at Skagit are the shoulder, hip, and knee. Typically, most joints are either a ball and socket or a hinge joint, where there are two bones that connect and are kept together by ligaments, tendons, and soft tissue. When someone needs a replacement, is it usually because of wear and tear over the course of a lifetime? Is it something acute? What's the most common cause? Yeah, it depends on the patient population. Typically, joint replacements are performed in the older population and is usually after years of wear and tear from activity. It can be from trauma and less commonly from unknown reasons, sometimes genetic and familial issues. How about the symptoms that your patients typically experience before they come see you? Typically, for all joints, usually the main complaint is pain, decreased function, decreased motion, sometimes weakness. And depending on the joint, you may also have patients that experience instability, locking, catching, stuff like that. You mentioned the most common replacements that your practice does are knee, hip, and shoulder, right? We don't hear as much about shoulder replacement as the other two. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, so the shoulder replacement, the shoulder joint is similar to the hip joint where it is a ball and socket, but the shoulder joint's a little bit more complex because the socket isn't really shaped and conformed to the shape of the ball. So the shoulder is a little bit more unstable, if you will, based on the morphology of the bone. But typically what a shoulder replacement involves is removing the worn cartilage surfaces and replacing that with metal and plastic. So I was just going to ask you, what does joint surgery, like for a hip or a knee or a shoulder or something else, what does that basically involve? Typically, depending on the patient, most of these procedures are performed in an outpatient setting where you walk into surgery and you walk out of surgery the same day. Typically, there's a minimally invasive or small incision along the joint, and we take care to preserve the soft tissues upon our dissection down to the joint itself. And we end up you know, removing the diseased portions or replacing that with a prosthetic joint. Typically, the patients wake up the same day. They go home the same day with precautions. And usually, depending on the joint, physical therapy works with them afterwards to regain their motion, their strength, and back to their full capacity. Now, I know someone that recently had partial hip replacement, so sometimes the whole joint doesn't need replacing, right? That's correct. So typically, in a younger patient who perhaps may have had a traumatic event or has advanced disease of just the ball aspect of the bone, a partial replacement's a good option in order to preserve the native socket bone in hopes that down the line, if they do need a full replacement, that they've basically bought some time, if you will. In the older population, typically those who don't walk very much or have lower functionality 
a partial hip replacement is typically indicated in those patients in order to just get them back on their feet and back to their normal activities. Now, you alluded a moment ago to rehab afterwards. So after joint replacement surgery, is there such a thing as a typical recovery regimen and timetable for most people? Yeah, absolutely. For my shoulder patients, usually the first two weeks, they're not doing too much. You wake up in a sling, you're working on elbow, wrist, and hand motion, but the shoulder not moving too much. You start some early motion around a week, and then therapy typically ensues at the two-week mark for motion, strengthening around six weeks, and you're released about 12 weeks. For the hip, usually most patients don't need physical therapy. It's a matter of just walking, getting up immediately after surgery. But for those who are a little bit slower, who may need extra help, typically we start therapy around the six-week mark. For total knee replacements, typically we start physical therapy within a few days after surgery because the knee is a joint that typically gets stiff. And it's important to get full motion as fast as possible. So therapy typically is started around three to five days after surgery. Gotcha. Now, how about recent advancements in joint replacement surgery, like something known as anterior hip replacement? Yeah, great question. So traditionally, hip replacements are done in in a a lateral or a posterior approach. And what that means is there's different intervals of the muscles and soft tissues around the hip where we dissect down in order to get to the joint. And the most utilitarian and most common approach is the posterior approach through the back of the hip. Now, typically that is an entry point that has a lot more soft tissue and involves a larger dissection, sometimes muscle detachment, and results in a longer hospital stay, possibly increased recovery time and different post-surgical precautions. Now, with the advent of the anterior hip replacement over the last few decades, this is a more of a minimally invasive approach through the front of your hip, which as you can imagine is through a lot less tissue, allows for direct access to the joint itself, but typically it's a procedure that has less precautions after surgery. It usually has less pain, quicker recovery compared to the posterior approach and uh, decreased risk of a hip dislocation, which is not an uncommon but still exists as a possible risk after joint replacement. How long do joint replacements usually last? <laughs> Great question. So it depends. Each joint typically has a medical-grade plastic liner that acts to dissipate the forces and decrease wear But usually 20 to 30 years is a rule of thumb based on the current technology. That probably will get better as advancements in medical manufacturing and implants progress. But it really depends on how much you use it. The more you use it, obviously, the faster it will wear out and vice versa. One thing I'm curious about as well, how often do people that have a joint replaced on one side need it done on the other, if not at the same time or around the same time than maybe sometime down the road? Typically, for lower extremity, it's a little bit more common where soon after the initial surgery, they want to work on getting the other side performed. The shoulder, I think, is a little bit different. Typically, people have a dominant side, and so I think for the shoulder, is a lot less common, but it definitely still exists. But quite a few patients usually present with bilateral or both-sided pain and, and advancement in arthritis, and it's not uncommon to have both joints replaced. So especially with the more common replacements we've talked about, hip, knee, shoulder, that you do, 
What are some of the positive benefits your patients express? It must be rewarding to know that you're making such a difference in their lives. Yeah, the great thing about orthopedics is the immediate gratification of the feedback you get from your patients. You know, I think the most common thing we hear is, why did I not do this earlier? And so typically, most surgeons run their patients through conservative treatment first with perhaps physical therapy, medication, sometimes injections, assistive devices. And usually, if those things fail, then we talk about surgery as a last resort. But most patients typically remark upon their increased motion, decreased pain, and being able to get back to the activities that they love to do. Well, let's close by following up on something you just mentioned there. You said many patients say, I wish I'd done this earlier. Why do you think they don't do it sooner? Is it that maybe they think there's more involved? They're a little bit freaked out unnecessarily because maybe they don't know some of the things we've just talked about? That's exactly right. That's why I think things like this are very important, Joey. I think keeping people informed with regards to what the surgery entails and the advancements in medical technology, I think patients are recovering faster, they're doing better, they're becoming more functional. And so all those things, I think we just all need to be a little bit better informed. Well, indeed, Doc, hopefully we've contributed in our own way to that cause. So folks, we hope you now have a better understanding of joint replacement surgery. Dr. Christopher Shu, thanks so much again. Thank you, Joey. Appreciate the time. Same here. And for more information, please visit SkagitRegionalHealth.org. That's SkagitRegionalHealth.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please do share it on your social media. And thanks for listening to Be Well with Skagit Regional Health. Hoping your health is good health. I'm Joey Waller.